1: Everybody, welcome back! Another episode of Simply Amazing. I'm Tim Ryder. Taryn Sharma is my co-host. We have guests uh, Colleen Sullivan and Jesse Specter from Willits Pen. If you haven't checked it out, please do. It's a really fun, unique take on Mets baseball in general. It's um. It, I was saying before we hit record to Colleen that it, I really enjoy <laughs> reading stuff that I don't read everywhere else. And that's what Willet's pen has been so far. And uh, Enough of that. Guys, welcome to the show. Taryn, of course. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, Tim. Uh, excited to to be back. Uh, thanks for uh, letting us take a little break uh, so that I can finish up my last exams. I'm almost completely done now.
1: School comes first, man, and that's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah, um, going
1: to graduate this uh, in a week. I'm pumped. All right, yay! When Congratulations. You, when you we're going to have to have a little celebration at City Field for you. Absolutely. All I can't right. <laughs> Excellent. So, how's everybody's weekend? Everybody enjoyed their Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, I hung out with the dog and my partner hung security cameras. It was. It was an eventful weekend, I guess.
1: Very much (laughs) went to to Costco donuts for my wife. Yeah, (laughs) nice.
2: I watched baseball. Uh, Another series win, very exciting. New Mar music video. That was fun. Surprise.
1: Yeah, I was just uh, I just put it up on Twitter a few minutes ago. So the Mets are twenty and ten. That's two out of three. If they keep this winning percentage up they would tie the 86 Mets for the best winning percentage in franchise history.
0: I mean, that's a pretty good team to tie anything with because <laughs> no. that must be a good omen for the postseason.
1: I think like, just winning two out of three all year is such a feat. That would be I so know. cool.
0: Well, and like it's been against some pretty tough, like they took two out of three from the Braves, you know, and the Braves, So far, this season have been pretty consistent in, you know, everything, offense, defense. They're still a really good team. So, taking two out of three from them is like that in and of itself is amazing.
3: It's really striking that I I thought today for sure, like, okay, you know, this is the one, this is uh, the series they lose, you know, shares are lost in the, you know, First game in the doubleheader, all right. So yeah, it's gonna stink. You're gonna lose, lose, get swept in Philly, lose your first series of the year. We'll see how you deal with the first games. Instead, they come out and split, and that to me, like, I don't know, getting that split today is is something that says as much about this group as you know what we saw on Thursday night and and also in St. Louis, which was. you know, the, the second biggest comeback in the majors this year. Um,
0: that St. Louis game was wild.
3: And it's like an afterthought now. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we see that these guys never give up. But it's, it's really, it's not just that they never give up. It's, it's a, that kind of comes from their consistency overall. Like they are scoring all these runs in the late innings because they're putting together full at bats throughout the game. Um, and getting to opponents' bullpens. And I think that's that's an important reason that it's not a fluke that this is happening. This is happening for a reason.
1: Yep. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's also a testament to how deep the lineup is, where it's not just... I think like you were saying it's not just never say die it's just that this team is good enough that you know you can hit any spot in the lineup any spot in the batting order in any given inning and have to it's a minefield it's like looking at Philly's lineup um well <laughs> Sunday. I was going to say through the weekend, but there were so many rainouts. But, you know, you go one through five in that Phillies lineup and the Nets, you know, that's dangerous. And I think we saw the brunt of it in, in game one on Sunday. Um, you know, just what Schwarber has been able to do against the Mets, what Bryant Harper has been able to do. Bowman's has looked real good. But, you know, the Mets have that on any given day with pretty much any lineup they throw out there.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it's also notable that the longest losing streak they've had this season is two games. Yeah, Because they, you know, they dropped that last one to the Nationals and the first one of that very first Phillies game. And since then, it's just been like consistent win, 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 one loss, win, 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 win. Yeah.
3: Their longest winning streak, that was three
1: yeah.
0: Yes.
3: If, if you want to if, like if you want to complain about something, it's like, yeah, you know, look across town at the Yankees and you know, ran off 11 in a row and it's like, what the hell?
0: Oh, you know what though? Like whatever. <laughs> I can't like I needed a bigger reason I hate the Yankees than I already did, but like they have Anthony Rizzo now and ha- him having been on the Cubs for so long, I feel like the Yankees is just the perfect spot for him because I hate him so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. You got the you got the you got both worlds there. You have uh yep. the, the, the White Sox fan and the Mets fan point of views.
3: I'm gonna be honest, I like watching him hit pop-ups into the right field seats. <laughs> <laughs> I love when the Yankees have those dudes. That's fun. Yeah. Oh my god. Chris goodness. Woodward go out of his mind today. That was wonderful.
1: Oh, because oh. Glaber, right? Glaber took it the other way yeah. to walk it off.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> ah. Did they play the Rangers today?
1: double header yeah
0: oh my gosh well and you know not to belabor a point but texas is very bad this season i mean they were not good last year either but they're not good this year
1: oh, they went out and spent all that money and
0: i know yeah
1: oh you got to think they'll get there yeah, dunning, dunning looked good for the first half of the game i think you have no hitter into the sixth i love doing dunning
0: I was like, I big fan of Lance Lynn love that. We, the white Sox have him. I was so sad when they traded, traded Dane Dunning because he is just so much fun to watch. He is such, he's a good pitcher. He's a solid, he's got nowhere to go, but up, but he's just so much fun to watch for me. Um, And not that Lance Lynn isn't, you know, I wouldn't have been mad of having both of them, but you know, you gotta, you gotta get rid of someone, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. You got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Speaking of which, um, the Mets are dealing with some broken eggs in the bullpen. Uh, Trevor May is out for for a while. Um, What do you guys think of, I guess me and Taryn were talking about it a bit earlier in the week. And Taryn, I'll go to you first for this one. Uh, Are you comfortable with how this group, I guess how the group's kind of filled in the gaps? Well, I mean, there's been inconsistencies, inconsistencies leading up to May's injury not just for May, kind of all around Mm. um there's been standouts but without a big cog like that i guess we saw lugo he had his his lugo stuff back today Uh, you know his spin rates on his curve were above three thousand, which is elite i had like 60 i think he averaged like 66 inches of drop on his on i i want to say it was like nine or ten curveballs which is disgusting but Mm. um I, are you guys comfortable or do you think there's another piece on the way? I mean, there's ups and downs here.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think oh, go ahead.
1: Oh no. Just what I'm looking
2: for is uh, probably more consistency from Otavino, especially if he's going to yep. be put into the higher leverage spots with may being out. Um, uh, so I, I like the way that Lugo is pitching right now. Diaz has been, like uh, almost unhittable recently, which has been awesome to see him be consistent and and be so nasty. Uh, but if they can get a little bit more consistency out of Adobino to go along with how good uh, Drew Smith has been, how good Joely Rodriguez has been, uh, that would be uh, a major step in terms of closing ranks with uh, with May being out for an extended
3: period. Yeah, they're not going to get more consistency out of, out of Adobino. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very different 37 than Max Scherzer is. And and you've seen it in the past few years with the Yankees, with Boston, even in his last year with Colorado, that, yeah, that slider, when that slider is on, it is still freaking unhittable. It is a cartoon character pitch. It is nuts. Yeah. And when he doesn't have it, he gets his ass lit up. Um, And you saw that happen the other day. Um, and, and that happens more and more because he's 37 and a guy who's had, you know, full credit to him for the way that he rebuilt himself into this, you know, into this dominant force that he was through his mid thirties. But, you know, he's at the tail end now after, uh, significant arm problems early in his career. He's just not going to be that guy, but being here from Penn kind of, and, and Addy Baird not being here, um, <laughs> we've been still not absolutely pump up uh, Drew Smith in double duty today. Yeah, Both games. He's been awesome. Um, Rocking the flag with the gold chain.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was actually, I mean, I, I wasn't sad to see Drew Smith twice in one day, but I was actually really surprised that that was the way they decided to manage the bullpen. That, you know, they still kept in Drew Smith for two games and that they didn't Leverage any of the other relievers. Um, And I think that speaks to, first of all, like like y'all said, Adevito or Adevino is not as consistent as he used to be. He's 37, he's having some struggles. And two, just the talent that Drew Smith has brought to the bullpen and a consistent level of consistency he's brought to the
1: bullpen. He still hasn't allowed an earned run, just outstanding. It's amazing.
3: They, unfortunately, it is going to come back to, we're going to get to the trade deadline and the Mets are going to have to trade for one of the guys that they didn't sign in the winter. Almost yeah. certainly Brad hand
1: again. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of like, they already have his Jersey in the, uh, in the, in the storage room. <laughs>
3: just get him for the other three months of the season.
1: <laughs> well, they're going to have options. It's just, you know, what's it going to take? Cause you know, that they have no leverage. Every, the whole league knows that they're going to need bullpen help. Um, yeah, you got to wonder where they go. I'm curious to see what Steven Nogosek does, Nogosek. hope I said that right. I'm no um, curious to see what how, you know, I guess Joely Rodriguez has really seemed to find a groove. Um, love what he does against lefties. It. I'm not as confident <laughs> in him against righties, but, you know, you have guys like him and Shreve. Shreve, I, I don't mind him facing righties whatsoever, but... Um, Joely Rodriguez is just so so effective against left-handers, man. They were pointing it out on the broadcast today how he comes across his body so uh, just so substantially. So it's like an accented. He steps all the way across his body in a crazy arm angle. He had uh, he had Bryce Harper twisted up in knots in the I guess the late innings of Game One. That was uh, fun to see, encouraging.
0: Yeah, the only thing that makes me nervous is comebackers just with the way that he goes from start to end the way he sets up and the way he comes off the mound it makes me very nervous that someone's gonna crack a line drive right back at him and he's not gonna be able to protect himself yeah I I also I mean and that's also coming off like I was at the game where Chris Bassett got hit in the face
1: that was uh, last year right
0: Yes. Yeah, it was last last year. Um, it was a home White Sox game when they played the A's. And like ever since then, I've been very like watching how pitchers fall off the mound. And I'm like, oh, my God,
1: Please It's traumatic. it's got to be traumatic for a fan to see that in person.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was not
1: great. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> it, that's uh, you probably could hear a pin drop in the stadium.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and that is like that stadium can get loud. And, you know, it was towards the end of the season. They were, Sox were doing really well. There was a ton of people there. And it was absolute dead silent in a way that I've never heard before.
1: But a boy, he's, he's bounced back nicely. Yeah. Another terrific start on Sunday. He's ERA's down to two, four, five on the year. Just what a bulldog.
0: Yep. He's
3: the the number what pitcher on this stuff?
1: Oh,
0: Uh, three, probably.
1: I, you know, it's, it's, it's a one and a bunch of twos. Then it's a couple of threes.
0: Yeah. You know, when, when Taiwan
1: Walker is yeah. number five, um, you're in good shape.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Once, uh, DeGrom comes back, I think he's Bassett's going to probably go down to like three.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. You can put them out there in any order. It's still just a, it's a gauntlet. Yep. This is going to be a strength for this team moving forward. It's really, really nice to see. I'm curious to see what they do with uh, the Petersons and Trevor Williams of the world when there's absolutely no room in the rotation left.
3: It's also like it feels right because, like, it's what the Mets should be. Um, You know, historically, you you look at the best Mets teams; they're always built on starting pitching. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Yankees are have always been the slugger team, Um, and I think that. Yeah, that's that's the good base for that that's the other thing that they've got to do then is um and I'm just gonna advocate this on every show that I appear on apparently um <laughs> they need another catcher Gary Carter catcher. Mike Piazza Jerry Grody yep uh, this is this is not cutting it right now
1: one <laughs> yeah. days have Tyler yep. Soderstrom coming up he's a young catching prospect bring us Sean Murphy bring us Sean Murphy man. yes. Oh, he hits tanks, he calls a decent game. He's got a fucking dump truck in the backyard. A- <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I mean, come on. Yes, he's
0: so jiffable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a, no, and and he hits bombs. He he when he makes contact, man, it doesn't matter if you got a dead ball or not, that thing flies off his bat.
0: Yep. I mean, and you know that, like, come the trade deadline, he's not going to be on the A's anymore because the owner of the Oakland A's runs his team like a fucking Ponzi scheme. (laughs) So Sean Murphy's not long for that team anyway. Um, Bring him to New York, please.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, the catching position is um, it's a tough it's a gamble. Because, yep. you know, league average, you know, your yeah. catchers are hitting 230 with, like, a 600 OPS. Um, no, I mean, like, Jason Cannon and Tomasito are not bad.
0: Like, no. No, they're no average way.
2: catcher. But, I mean, the offense... Average, like, yeah. to get over the top, I think that's what the state needs. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to see the Mets go out and get... A catcher, or give up anything of value for one. Uh, just given the timeframe of when Alvarez is going to be coming up, which is hopefully next year. Yeah. Oh,
1: if it's up to him, he'll be up in a few weeks, right? Yeah, exactly. The five or six of World Series. <laughs> 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 I mean,
0: it's like it's the we could give them yeah like a bucket of gum you know, or a hot dog or something. And they'll give us Sean Murphy. Like they're not usually looking for a lot.
1: Is it bazooka Joe or double bubble?
0: Ooh, well, <laughs> maybe we spend too. a little extra money and give them the good stuff.
1: Get big give them big. The My buddy, Rob think Nelson. Big league thing about that team. <laughs> <laughs> and there's,
2: I, the, there's the joke inside. There's the joke. Yep. I got to see the A's a couple times this weekend and, uh, none of them are hitting, but, uh, Pache, even though he hasn't been hitting is so fun to watch out in center field. I think, um, Friday's game, he probably saved them like three or four runs just with the balls that he ran down and Buxton ended up hitting a tank and he still got to the wall and, uh, made an effort to, to pull it back. So, uh, yeah, he was very impressive and it's nice to see that he's not letting his lack of hitting affect his defense.
0: Yeah. And, I will say, having watched a variety of AL Central teams and NL Central teams, really, at uh, Target Field, which is very disappointing because they do not have an actual target at the field. (laughs) Um, The Twins play very well at home. So, I mean, and they have a very strange outfield in terms of the angles and things like that. Yeah. So, the fact that he was able to make those catches was so impressive. Because that, that is not an easy field to play at, for sure.
1: I was actually hoping that Pache's offense would come around. I know his defense has always been his calling call, but they have high hopes for his offense. I was a little surprised when, the, um, when Atlanta let him go. And uh, I, I do think that his bat will come around. He's um fun young player
0: yeah i mean and he's a young guy he's tw- he's what like 22 23
1: like, yeah, yeah, i have his baseball card right here i can tell you exactly how old he is Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not gonna dig around for it but yeah he's around that age
0: yeah so he's i mean he's got plenty of time to figure it out it's not like he's 33 and having You're the right. offensive issues
3: he's 33 he wouldn't be in oakland <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. he right. might he might be in oakland actually
1: but I mean, you look around the league and, and I know we were talking a little bit about Texas before, and that's kind of a different situation because they went out and spent money. But, yeah, you know, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Detroit's really had a slow start. But I guess they they kind of knew this would be a, a bit of a process. They're planting seeds for the future. I like Detroit. Yep. I like that team a lot. But um, no. it's so nice as Mets fans not to have to look around and be like, oh, we're not part of that group anymore this is so nice
0: yeah it's nice to see like the mets have had the last couple seasons the mets have had so much talent on paper and they haven't been able to put it together and it's great to see that those pieces that they've gathered and they've collected like a dragon finally start to work and to see it all like this is what it should this is what should be happening because there's a breadth of talent.
1: Oh so much here. And now that you know everyone's starting to come around after Marte. He had a really, really slow start. I think over the last week he's oh what do we have here? He's 10 for 24 over his last seven days he's coming around Pete Alonzo had a really huge weekend. He had a, a absolute piss missile. Yep. <laughs> the second home, second home run on Sunday was uh I think was a tank. But yeah oh, that was no doubt. <laughs> um Lindor had a little a little spell, but it looks like he's kind of snapping back into things. Um, the
2: wall that he hit to the wall today, I think most other days that's going out and would have tied the game. So a little bit of bad luck yep. there. But it's nice to see him uh, kind of rounding back
1: into form. He was really hot for a couple of weeks. Oh, he was scorching hot. Yeah, but yeah I think he was – I got his numbers from last week. He was three for 28 last week. Ouch. Uh, not as bad as Eduardo Escobar, two for 23 oof. But, you know, that's the depth of this bottom. line. That you yeah. can have guys have really, really bad stretches and everyone else picks them up and they still win, you know, six at eight. Yeah. yeah, They
3: they were not winning six at eight with Lindor doing that last year. I'll tell you that <laughs> No. <laughs> and, and the other thing that needs to be said is we're, you know, 20 what minutes into this. We have not mentioned the manager of the New York Mets, I think, once um, in talking about this team. And that is both a credit uh, to him and um, and also uh, non-credit to us for not not giving Ruckus props on what he's meant to this team.
0: Yeah. Oh, I Always
3: think- being up there on the top step when a guy gets hit by a pitch, which is every single day.
0: Yep. I mean, I think he just lives on that top step. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he but just parks himself there.
1: I mean, look at the last few managers the Mets have had. Um it was very tough to even get a little a bit of emotion. Of <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like getting a little bit of emotion was like a cause for like, oh my God, you know, Twitter's going crazy. Cause Louis Rojas, uh, you know, got a little, showed a little, uh, uh I, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I lost, got a loss for words here, but yeah, it's, um, it's good to see. I didn't yeah. even take an ad break. I, I think I have to do that. Um, <laughs> Let's take a real quick break because uh, we just have a little bit left before we, uh, before we wrap it up. Hang, hang tight. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And we're back. Once again, it's uh, myself, Taryn Sharma, and we have Jesse Spector and Colleen Sullivan from over at Willett's Penn. Um, before we went to break, we were talking about Buck. And Jesse, to your point, I think that the consistency of the managerial position on the Mets being so just thorough and so well-prepared and there's, you know, it, it almost falls into the background. I think that's a good thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Buck show is one of those managers. Oof no matter which team he was on, it was never about him. Like the story, it's very much, he wants to make it about the players. He wants it to be about the team. Like even coaching the Orioles who are like historically awful the last how many years or how many seasons, he didn't want, he didn't want the story to be about him. It was always going to be about those players. Um, And I think that's something that's really missing now in baseball. You know, like even I don't know how it is for y'all in New York, but like in Chicago, it's always about, you know, Tony La Russa or David Ross. And then the team is secondary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Aaron Boone, because the Yankees. Um, but I feel like you don't hear as much about Buck Showalter. And I don't hate it, honestly. I think he's just, that's just the kind of guy he is.
3: I think part of that is the kind of guy he is. I think part of that is at least for Chicago, there's a little bit of a football mentality there where everything goes down to the head coach. Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> Which is mm, the bears are a different podcast. Yeah. that's, that's <laughs> a different thing. But no,
3: I, I think that's true that just his steadiness is, um, is, is just such a big thing and being in the background and, and just that he's been a guy who, yeah, it's not about him and it's always been everywhere he's gone they've gotten better. And like the Yankees were coming out of their nineties doldrums when, when he got there, you know, when he came up from the minors yeah. um, then you have, you know, he goes to Arizona to I guess on the verge of a world series, Texas didn't go so good, but you know, go back to the Orioles. What have the Orioles been over the years? They've been garbage except for the times that they've had good, you know, hall of fame level managers. And I'm going to say that David Johnson is that too. Um, And I don't think I'll get a ton of pushback on that. But, you know, Earl Weaver, Davey Johnson, Bucks, Joe Walter are the guys that have managed the Orioles to any kind of success. I don't think that's a coincidence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's been able to take them to the wild, you know, the various wild card games, the Diamondbacks, their second year of existence. They went to the playoffs with him. So
3: Max Scherzer, David Price, uh, Rick Porcello, Tigers team, pretty straight. I mean Verlander. Porcello was there too. he was on that team, but not, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What was it? It was four Cy Young winners on that staff. Yeah. Right? It yep. was uh but in that
3: series, yeah, it was it was Verlander, um, Scherzer and Price.
1: Unreal. Yeah. Now but guys, before we finish up, I do have to ask you, uh I guess please inform us, fill us in on Willard's pen. Again, you guys are having so much fun over there that uh uh we, we gotta hear about it.
3: We are, I guess. Um I'm the editor of it um, and it was kind of my idea because it started as a ebook project of having people who are not Mets writers um, like Colleen uh, write a book about Mets. So we're gonna do that. That is our main focus and goal, but it's um, you know we got a Substack stack uh, to raise money for it so, Um, we're doing that and writing whatever the heck we want. Some of it's Mets, some of it's not. We've got a podcast. Some of it's Mets. More of it is butts.
0: Uh, (laughs) Some of it's Mets. A lot of it is nonsense.
1: (laughs) So it's like the Sean Murphy Mets podcast hour. Yep. Beautiful.
0: He is our grade A butt
1: meat. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing.
0: You know, there's no other way to say that one. He is some grade A butt beat. Did
1: you guys see the video edit? Um, They, they, I guess they took the clip of him getting hit hit, hit on the pitch on the ass cheek, and then they they spliced in like a home run. Like yes, I did see. Oh yeah! My God, outstanding!
0: Whoever did that's a genius. (laughs)
1: Oh, you, you know, that's just the power of social media, the power of, of technology. It's just, it's yeah. there to entertain.
0: My, my, my internet's a magical just place. just the simple
3: adding the sound effect of a gong when I hit
1: <laughs> <me>. <laughs> oh. Taryn, I feel bad, buddy. You're, a, you still there? Yeah. I, you know, pulling off four people in a, 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 on a podcast is, uh, it's it's treacherous. i are going to
3: try to do that tomorrow night, aren't we? <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. I've enjoyed what uh, Colleen and Jesse have had to say, so there hasn't been too much for me to add.
1: Yeah. Oh, you have a nice little off day. You're done with your classes, man? I am, yeah. You're mm-hmm. good.
2: Yeah. Yay. Just coasting uh, to
1: graduation. We have right. an off day on Monday. Anybody have plans?
0: I have to knock out a Know Your Enemy. For the socks, which I was going to do tonight, probably will be done tomorrow morning. Um, and then I got to look at Nats. Met stuff. Yeah, know your enemy because I could like I can do it so well. Um, I can usually knock those out pretty quick. Um, and I use that as my warm up for behind enemy baselines for when I need to be mean to opposing teams.
1: <laughs> and like you carried Ma- that over from Southside Sox.
0: I did. Yeah. That's
1: great. That's awesome. I saw it. I'm like, no way. She brought him over. That's great. <laughs> well, Love if that. any
0: chance I get to make fun of former Royals players and Mike Matheny, I'm oh. going to take it. <laughs>
1: What was the line? Please refresh my memory. I was laughing so hard. That took me me through breakfast. (laughs) I was laughing at that all morning.
0: I have to go back and look. I don't even remember. I call him, like, I regularly refer to him as the worst baseball supervillain or, like, a budget dc villain character like (laughs) he's just such a jack (laughs) and i do this because like he wrote a whole book and has a whole blog about he's this great baseball genius and i'm like dude you're gonna make fun of until the (laughs) end of time like i am never gonna not make fun of you any team you coach i will follow you and just make fun of you Forever.
1: Uh, I want to say you called him a salty bitch or something. I oh, ju-
0: probably. Yeah. I just oh, couldn't laughing. I called him a messy bitch.
1: <laughs> messy bitch. There you go. Oh, I could not stop laughing. It was <laughs> great. It
0: was. Okay. Like all that crap with the Cardinals when he was the manager, yeah. he's such a messy bitch.
3: Cardinals I didn't know. I didn't have know denied, uh, with what happened <laughs> with Mike Schilt, but, uh Yeah. Or maybe the Cardinals just attract messy bitches. That's the Cardinal way.
0: <laughs> it, is, it is the Cardinal way. <laughs>
3: Nolan Arenado for crying out loud! Speaking of it, like the way he left Denver, and then like that whole nonsense uh, in in the afternoon game. Come on, dude! Yeah,
1: fits there perfectly. Oh, having a monster year. Uh, That too.
0: (laughs) I mean, he's always having a monster year. Like that—that's what you paid Nolan Arenado for. But also, like, dude is. Dude's a mess. <laughs> we were watching the game where he like fucked up that final out, and I was cackling, like straight up cackling at the top of my lungs. And my husband looks at me and go, He's like, what? I'm like, He has like 17 gold gloves, and he's this big superstar. And look what he did. <laughs> la- like that. I laughed about that for the rest of the night.
1: <laughs> oh, we got a time, time
3: warning here. Another yes. Thing.
1: Yeah, we're getting we're getting the cutoff here, um, guys. Uh, every all the listeners, please check out Willits Pen. Check out Jesse and Colleen both on Twitter. Um, I'm going to link everybody in the pod description. And uh, yeah, and we'll be back on on Friday with another episode. And uh, I'm sure we'll have Jesse and Colleen, and hopefully more of the Willits Pen gang on uh, back during the season. Love Woo. to. Thank you. Thanks guys. for having us. Thank you so much. And, uh, Taryn, I'll see you Friday, pal. Absolutely. Can't wait. All right, guys. You guys know the sign-off. Let's fucking go Mets. We'll see you next time. Peace.